You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. All right. Well, guys, I don't know about how immunity works anymore with this whole COVID thing, but I'm pretty sure that, I mean, you did not give me COVID in Vegas because I am positive right now. I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice that something's amiss. Oh, this isn't a bit, Tom? No, this is real. I'm all about truth on this podcast. I don't lie to the listeners out there. This voice is not an act. This is real. This is apparently a symptom. I've read about loss of smell loss of taste. I haven't read too much about loss of voice, but here we are. Let me tell you something, man. I gave you a protective bubble of immunity when you were with me. (laughs) You and your wife went off on your little honeymoon anniversary thing, and what happens? Whole house gets sick. The cure's inside me, folks. (sighs) Gotta have me around. Never wanted someone to get COVID so bad. (laughs) They're rooting for me. It ain't going to happen, though. They're coming for me. They'll never get me. They'll never get my precious bodily fluids. I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion, and the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. My assignment, uncover why the association inspires more conspiracy theories in volume and salience than any other U.S. sport. You've heard of the Illuminati. The truth is out there, but so are lies. Your eyes can deceive you, don't trust them. The NBA has always been controlled by about eight people. Denial is the most predictable of all human responses. If you're only using 10% of your brain, you don't even know that you're using 10% of your brain. The NBA Illuminati. If coincidences are just coincidences, why do they feel so contrived? The Illuminati. But you start to follow the money, and you don't know where the f*** is going to take you. It is unspoken. They have influence among other players. The NBA Illuminati. I don't have time for your convenient ignorance. Maybe I'm a conspiracist now as well. That's all it took. Oh, we got books, we got schools. You saw a video on YouTube. <laughs> my, my, sir. You 
I've never used them before. We are the basketball Illuminati. Welcome to basketball. Oh, God. Jeez. Tom, take a load <laughs> off, my man. Welcome to Basketball Illuminati. He's Tom Haberstroh. Thank you. Thank you. He's joined, as always, by his Illumin Army generals, Amin El Hassan and producer, me. I have stripes and stars on my shirt, but not a flag. Five stars. Count them. Five star general, Amin El Hassan. It's the dog days of summer. Basketball news is slowed down considerably we're gonna be visited by the one and only ethan sherwood strauss a truth teller for the second time the original truth teller but first you are listening to the agenda with tom haberstroh and amin el hassan so amin i was watching the worldwide leader yesterday. Mm, a great source of information. Checking out that program NBA today. And they oh. did an Eastern Conference preview. Can we do something like that? What? Can we preview conference? No, we're not doing conference previews. I know it's August, man, but there's got to be something newsworthy that's out there. That's what they did. They led their show with that. Yeah, I mean, it's August 9th. There's got to be. No, uh, Hold on. Let me. Maze, do this. Go to ESPN.com. All right, let's go. Let's go through some headlines. They got headlines. Everyone's got the headlines. Oh, oh, check this one out. What do you check got? this one out. What's that? Two-time NBA champion, Quinn Cook, signed a one-year deal with the Sacramento Kings. Wow. He's back. Okay, so this is interesting because what I'm noticing in Sacramento is very much of a bringing the band back together kind of vibe, but from different band players, right? It's a super group. Different bandmates. So Mike Brown goes and gets Quinn Cook, who of course was on those Warriors championship teams, right? Keep your third eye open on that one. But also, you know who else they picked up this offseason? Who, I mean? Matthew Dellavedova. And you say, wait, wait, I mean, what's the connection with Matthew Dellavedova beyond, I think Mike Brown was there in Cleveland as well for a hot second where Delhi was there. But also, Wes Wilcox, who's in the front office. He's the second in command behind Monty McNair. Wes Wilcox has a very good relationship with Matthew Delvadova. I believe he was instrumental in their acquisition of him out of St. Mary's. So there's a lot going on beneath the surface in Sacramento, boys. Yes. Mm, See that? It's August. The thing's happening. The thing's happening. You know, I was looking at this and saying, hey, it's good to have an old vet in the locker room for these young up-and-coming players like Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox and Kevin Herter. And Harrison Barnes. And then I realized Quinn Cook is 29. Yeah. He's 29. He's lived a long life, though, because he went to Duke. And that automatically adds years to your age. Maze, what other headlines do we have here? The agenda? See, there's an agenda. We don't have to do conference previews. People are talking. It's exciting. It's buzzy out here. What else are people chatting about let's go okay oh this is interesting uh-huh. all right jordan clarkson six man of the year yeah he's gonna play for gilas Filipinas in the upcoming 
FIBA World Cup Asian qualifiers. See, guys, basketball doesn't stop just because it's the NBA offseason. Matter of fact, that's when international basketball, national team basketball really takes off. Jordan Clarkson, he's a half Filipino and he's been very proud of that. He's always talked about it. And so finally he gets to play for the national side. Should, do we get Pablo Torre as a guest today? We should. Eric Spolstra, should we get Spo? No, I'm thinking because we, we do have Ethan Strauss coming on. He does a pretty good Pablo Torre impersonation, mm. regardless of whether he knows it or not. So maybe, I don't know what else we're going to talk to Ethan about. Maybe we'll get him to do like a little Pablo Torre assessment of Jordan Clarkson repping for the motherland. Okay, let me keep scrolling here. Ooh, this is spicy. Ooh, Seattle raised beef. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Things are cooking in the Pacific Northwest. Real salty beef. Let me tell you something. DeJounte Murray. Now, if you don't know, DeJounte Murray and Paolo Bancaro had a very explosive interaction on the court. And then it bled out off the court where they snipped at each other via social media, back and forth, back and forth. I'll spare you the details. You can probably Google them because I'm here to talk about the third eye opening here, right? Mm-mm. Both of these guys are from Seattle. DeJounte Murray, he's been in San Antonio the last five, six years. And you got to remember something about DeJounte Murray. First of all, being in San Antonio means like he's in prison, man. He couldn't show no emotion or anything. He's got to be like a little robot with the rest of them spurs down there. But the other part of this, you guys remember, DeJounte Murray fell in the draft. He fell in the draft, and he fell in the draft because he had some off-the-court issues. I actually thought it was pretty tacky of you to say that he was in prison with the San Antonio Spurs. Because he actually was in prison in real life. Or jail, at least. I don't know. And juvenile, yeah, sure. Juvenile detention. All right, before everyone gets upset. All right, you get it. I'm making an analogy here that basically this is his first time getting to be him. Since the pre-draft process where he had to prove to everybody, I'm a changed man. I don't do those things anymore. I'm in control of my emotions, my anger, and all those sorts of things. And now, here he is, his first summer alive in the NBA. And he's picking fights with a 19-year-old. My third eye tells me that there's a third party involved in this tete-a-tete between Murray and Bancaro. I'm gonna leave it at that. Oh, it's up to the rest of you sleuths to figure out the rest. A third. Hmm. What a tease. There's a third party in there. Tease is one way to put it for sure. I was so ready to go all in on the Atlanta Hawks. You got DeJounte Murray, who's a great defender, scorer, all-star, triple-double threat, high-energy guy next to Trey Young, who likes the ball in his hands. Maybe we see some Stephen Curry off the ball actions for Trey Young now that he has a backcourt mate in DeJounte Murray. And then, I mean, I found out that DeJounte Murray is a capital writer. He capitalizes every word. Oh, oh my no. God. That should be a capital crime. Red flag. Big red flag. Red flag, guys. Yo, I found out one of my friends, Matty P, does the same thing. And now I look at him a different way. I can't look at him the same. Yeah, can't do it. When's the intervention, I mean? I think it already happened in the group chat. Speaking of group chats, apparently Ben Simmons is a group chat lever. According to Rick Buecher, he told Colin Cowherd last week that before game four against the Celtics, Ben Simmons conveniently exited the chat. They're having a team chat before game four, thinking he's going to play against the Boston Celtics. And from what I'm told, Ben just left the chat. They asked him, are you going to play? Ben left the chat. 
Like he didn't even answer the question, just left the chat. And Katie's like, this is what I signed up. Like, this is this is who I'm playing with? This is news, folks. This is the agenda. Yeah. I kind of feel like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I know I said it's August, but that doesn't mean basketball stops. But it kind of sounds like, for all intents and purposes, basketball news stopped. No, I mean, don't worry. I've got one for you. What do you got, Tom? Oklahoma City Thunder have re-signed forward center Mike Muscala. Okay, no. The team announced absolutely Thursday. Not, absolutely not. No, guys, we're not talking about this. No, but I mean, he had a team option that they declined and then they signed him. Yo. And in this ESPN report here, I mean, despite playing just under 14 minutes per game, Muscala got up 3.8 three-pointers per game and hit them at a 42.9% clip. He joined Car Anthony Towns as the only players six foot or taller to shoot 40% six foot. on that many three-pointers six foot, despite playing fewer than half the minutes of Towns. And that's the stretch big number. I'm Tom Haverstrow, and you're watching The Big Number. That's right. Not even my big number. It's ESPN's big number. And you're saying, this is old news. This is not enough to my no, level. it's not old news. This is not news. That's not the stretch big number. That's the stretch to call any of this news. Fine. Should we take a hiatus in the summertime? Is that is that what I'm hearing I tried. Here? I tried. I mean. That the well is so dry that nothing cataclysmic ever happens in August to the point where you got NBA Today leading with Eastern Conference previews. You got us talking about Mike freaking Mascala. Guys, if we need a vacation, just tell me we need a vacation. I'll run it up the flagpole. We'll get a vacation. I don't know. ESPN does have win-loss records for the Lakers, Warriors, Suns, and every West team. Should we go there? That's pretty fun. No, let's just, let's just talk to Ethan. Maybe Ethan has something fun. Didn't he write something? Maybe he'll have something good we could talk about, get into. Pretty sure that's what he does is he writes stuff. So, yeah, let's check in with him. I don't know what he does. Nothing else going on. Got to go to Ethan. Phone a friend. Phone a friend, yeah. We need a bailout here on who (laughs) wants to be a millionaire. That's what we need. More references to things that happened years ago. Thanks, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You all think I'm licked. Well, I'm not licked. And I'm going to stay right here and fight for this lost cause, even if this room gets filled with lies like these. And the tailors and all their armies come marching into this place. Somebody will listen to me. There's no better way to overpower a trickle of doubt than with a flood of naked truth. But the complexity in the grave lie not in the truth. But what you do with the truth once you have it. What is true and right is true and right for all. You and I both know that that's just not the truth. You can't handle the truth! It's too messy. Keeps them up nights. I'm here because in the end, the truth is worth the risk. Speak a little truth and people lose their minds. I'm a grown man. You can tell me the truth. Why is it people who want the truth never believe it when they hear it? So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something really outrageous. I'm going to tell the truth. All right, Ethan, thanks for joining us on the show, getting the old gang back together, and it's early slash mid-August, kind of the doldrums, the dog days of the NBA schedule. 
So we kind of have to go to the well here and ask you, what's new in your world? What did you write about? I'm sorry. I'm just distracted because you look like and you sound like you got bit by the monkey in Outbreak. I'm trying to answer your question. Try to answer your question, Tom. I'm trying to refocus. Well, compartmentalizing my deep concern for you and my worry for you. Shouts to Dustin Hoffman and what is it, Rene Russo? Yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo. And who is the general? The angry general. Angry general. Morgan Freeman. What? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey was the angry general. Donald Sutherland. That is a cast. Donald Sutherland was an angry general. Yeah, that's a hell of a cast. Great pull by Tom, though, just to name a few of those people from that 1990s movie. I mean, my God. What I wrote about, I wrote about this bizarre circumstance where we had one of the biggest NBA stories of the year. We had a blockbuster report from Shams at The Athletic that Kevin Durant not only made a trade request, as we've heard for a while now, he specifically met with Nets owner Joe Tsai in London and demanded, it's them or me, basically, You have to fire GM Sean Marks, coach Steve Nash, or I'm out. I mean, that's a hell of a story. It's pretty splashy. And what we saw on Monday when that came out was ESPN not saying anything about it for hours. It's a very present-minded media company. They hop on any story. Whoa, 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 whoa. When did this happen? It happened on Monday. Shams, I believe, at around 11.31 Pacific time. We got to make it Pacific time. It's the better time. No, but Ethan, Ethan, I watched NBA Today on Monday. Yeah. NBA Today comes on at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. Yeah. They didn't mention any of that, man. They went into Eastern Conference previews and stuff like that. Yeah. Are you sure you had this accurate? (laughs) This was news that broke on that day. I swear to you. I mean, I know all you do is watch ESPN all day. All the time. That's how you get your information about what's going on in the NBA. That's how everyone gets their information. It's the worldwide leader in sports. It's in the name. I swear to you, I mean, there are people who look at their phones, they read these different websites, they read about this really big Kevin Durant story, and they read about it at The Athletic, they read about it at CBS Sports, they read about it at the Bleacher Report. There are all these sites that were just immediately in the aftermath talking about this insane story where Kevin Durant was demanding that two-time MVP Steve Nash be fired along with GM Sean Marks. I swear to you, I know I know in those five hours or so with six hours on ESPN, it wasn't on there. I swear it was elsewhere. Guys, sorry, Ethan. I'm sorry to do this in front of you. Shouldn't be doing this in front of guests. Yeah. Guys, we just did a whole goddamn agenda. Maze, what the hell, man? You're the producer. What were we talking about? This is embarrassing for us. We are a basketball podcast, and we just let this slip right past us, man. What's going on? Wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to Woj's... I have this right. Woe GSPN, his Twitter account. There's, oh no, no, there it is. Brooklyn Nets. Okay, guys, guys, guys. Brooklyn Nets director of scouting, Matt Riccardi, is joining the. <laughs> no, that's not it. I saw that one. Yeah. Shout out to Matt. He's going to Dallas, right? That's a pretty big story. That's a big school. Pretty big story. Huge. Is that tied into the Durant stuff, maybe? Tom, are you misreading the tweet? No, there, there's nothing here. I can't believe it. I don't know. This seems like, Ethan, you're just trolling for for <laughs> subscribers that you just made this story up out of thin air. Hold on. Let's not call our guest a liar. Okay. Sorry. Ethan. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to just believe you. I need some explanation. If you're telling me this thing happened, this is pretty cataclysmic news. 
I would dare say the biggest sports news of the day because no matter what happened in NFL training camp, I guarantee Tom Brady, nor Aaron Rodgers, nor Lamar Jackson, nor Patrick Mahomes, nor any other face of the league went into his owner's office and said, either keep me or keep the GM and the coach. That didn't happen in any sport other than basketball, according to you on Monday. LeBron didn't even do that. Yet the worldwide leader just ixnade any coverage? I know it's hard to believe, guys. I know it's crazy to fathom. It's beyond comprehension that there could be such a splashy story that one of the leading newsbreakers would put his name on it, that it would be further confirmed with a non-denial by the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, Joe Sy, when he says that he supports his staff or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. But it all happened. It happened. I swear it happened. It happened for five hours. Everybody else in sports was talking about this. Other than ESPN, the only source of information that you go to for sports news. I swear. I know it sounds impossible. I have receipts. You can subscribe. You can click. You will see the receipts. They are there. We all worked at ESPN before. Well, Maze, I don't know. Yeah, that's awkward. Keep going, Tom. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We know how the headline stack works, right? They troll for the news of the day and or whatever the newsbreakers have. And then they put the biggest headlines in the NBA in that headline stack and I see right here, net side, back staff amid Durant trade demands. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Okay. So I click it and there's no byline. It just says ESPN News Services. Yeah. Brooklyn Nets Governor Joe Sy voice support Monday night for the front office and coaching staff after Kevin Durant told Sy to choose between him and the team's general manager and coach. Sai and Durant recently met in London. ESPN sources confirmed. <laughs> sources confirmed to whom? <laughs> There's no byline on this story. This part to me was the mind blowing part that they made the story boring intentionally. <laughs> I mean, this headline you've got Kevin Durant demanding that Steve Nash and Shaw Marks be fired or he's out. <laughs> it's a tete a tete meeting, and the headline is. Brooklyn Nets Governor Joe Sy voices support for front office coaches in the wake of Kevin Durant's trade demands. How is that your headline? It's just they don't want people to know about this thing. I can't. It's oh, my God. What a crazy operation over there. Okay, so what's happening here? What is the logic behind all of this? Yeah, what's happening? Let's open our third eyes now because, damn, we had two eyes shut, let alone three eyes. What's the real? Let's peel back that layer and give the people the truth that is underlying all of this subterfuge that they're passing off as a regular news day. Well, at least part of the truth, if we want to get into the nitty gritty of it, is that Sean Marks is a well-known source for Woj. I'm not saying completely that this is why that happened, but it's good information to have, we shall say. It's context. And what we saw earlier was ESPN flubbing effectively, Woj stepping on the biggest trade of the season back in the February trade deadline and saying that the James Harden-Ben Simmons deal was not being discussed at the very moment it was being discussed. Right. Him completely sandbagging Brian Windhorst's report on it. And a lot of people think that was to help Sean Marks during a situation where Daryl Morey had him over the barrel. I don't actually completely know what went down, but it was very odd to see somebody sandbagging and saying that he has not even heard of this trade being discussed when everybody else everybody else in the know knew that it was being discussed. So there's this common denominator of Sean Marks, the GM of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, in this circumstance, 
I don't think Sean Marks wants it out there that Kevin Durant wants him fired. No. Can we say that much? Who would want that? That's not a fun place to be. If you're the GM of a team, maybe you don't want everybody talking about how the superstar of the team wants you fired. That the only way for the team to retain the superstar, somebody you cannot replace, is to fire the GM. I don't think that's something that you want out there. So in this case, it seems like People at ESPN knew that this was a no-go zone. And if we get even deeper into the weeds, and this is where it gets interesting to me, we're watching an information war. We're watching Woj versus Shams. Shams is in good with players. Woj is in good with agents, but so is Shams. So where's the competitive advantage? It's that Woj has a lot of GM sources. He tends to be the same age as these GMs. He's really good at finding the info and trading info with these GMs, and he was actively courting GMs at Las Vegas Summer League for an event, and he's trying to consolidate that base of power. What kind of event? It's kind of a dinner with Woj event, according to sources, allegedly. A dinner with Woj. You'd like that, Amin. That would be something you'd be into, right? That'd be your kind of dinner? You know, you're thinking steak? Like, what what are you going with? Depends. Cyanide at some point, right? (laughs) Yeah, is this the red wedding? (laughs) Cyanide for who, though, is the question. Is it a Winston Churchill? If I was your wife, I'd poison your coffee. Rob Stark going to eat at the phrase? Oh, yes. So I find that all very interesting because we just see how information is traded, how it's brokered, what the strategies are. But the ultimate upshot to me, just as somebody who wants the fans to get good content, it's crazy. It almost seems like you're reversing the means for the ends. You're losing sight of what you're trying to do. You're trying to entertain people with sports coverage. If you're so in this game of trying to get tweets out first that you have shut down conversation on the biggest NBA news story of the offseason for nearly the full day on your television channel, maybe your priorities are out of whack. Just maybe. Well, Ethan, that's just it. So he is in the information game. He's trying to monopolize news breaking. He loses this one, let's say. Why would he then hold everyone back from talking about it so that they can just pretend like it doesn't exist, like it didn't happen? It's going to get out there. Well, here's where it gets interesting. I cannot definitively tell you that Woj told everybody stay away on this one. I can't. I can't tell you that information. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that Woj has jumped down a lot of people's throats when they do mess with his sourcing or reveal things that sources would not want to be out there. But it is out there. Well, I'm saying it's an open question as to whether everybody just knew what play to run. Right. They'd run the play enough times. You know, we're the Golden State Warriors. It's order and chaos merged together. We know- There's not one Kelly Oubre at ESPN putting up a bad (laughs) shot? What's going on? What Ethan is describing, I actually read about this, this construct. So you have a bunch of bananas, right? And you have three monkeys there. And one of the monkeys goes up and goes for a banana. And when it does, all three monkeys get electrically shocked. You do this, and then eventually you can just electrically shock two of them that aren't trying to go after the banana. Leave the other one be, and the other two will begin to police, (laughs) right? We'll stop that third monkey. No, 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 don't do that. So now here's the funny part. If you replace one of the monkeys, get a brand new monkey in there that leave the two original monkeys, when that brand new monkey tries to go for the bananas, the other two monkeys 
will similarly grab them and beat them up and stop them from doing it. <laughs> then you replace a second monkey. So now you got two new monkeys and an original monkey. But the newest monkey will be beat up by not only the original monkey, but the other new monkey who came in, who has now learned, you go for bananas, they're going to whoop your ass. So then you replace the last original monkey. So you have three new monkeys who were never there for electrocution, but they all know no one touches the bananas. And that's how systems keep people in check, even when the electroshock isn't happening. So when you ask, how could this happen without a direct command from Adrian, assuming that there was no direct command, because of course that's still always a possibility, we don't know. But the way it happens where there is no direct command is that They've been electric shocked enough times over there that they all know. There's bananas there that Adrian said don't eat. We're not touching them. Yeah. Mm, Social conditioning. Bang, baby. For all we know on this one, maybe Woj would have said, you got to give it up. You know, at this point, the info is out. You got to run the story. Maybe who knows? Who knows what he's doing all day? Hey, they've just been following the orders. Just like I remember in the Soviet Union in World War II, the soldiers would follow orders that made no sense because that was just what you did. And the top down command says you have to cross this river right now. There's a river in front of us that we didn't know about, but we've been told to move forward. And the soldiers say, we don't know how to swim. And the general says, well, I'm going to get shot if we don't follow the orders. So you're getting in that water. They just drowned. Like there isn't a logic sometimes when there's such top down authoritarian control and the punishments are severe. And so sometimes you'll see people doing things that just don't make sense for the system. What's in it for Woj here? Like, I don't understand. He's trying to take care of his sources is what you're pointing to. Yeah. Is that Sean Marks is an information hub, in theory, for Adrian Wojnarowski. Therefore, he has to take care of one of his guys. And if there is a headline out there that makes one of his guys look bad, he will either not comment, pretend it doesn't exist, or lend credence to that story that's out there. So Shams reports that Kevin Durant wanted Sean Marks fired and Steve Nash fired, or he's gone. And that doesn't look good. We've seen stuff like this before. I mean, Neil O'Shea was another GM who was obviously a Woj source, and he went above and beyond when it became Neil versus Damian Lillard. Even when Neil got fired and was theoretically of no use temporarily to Woj, he went above and beyond reporting in a way that was beneficial towards Neil and not so beneficial towards Lillard. So I almost wonder if there's this meta message from this, which is that I will go to bat for you even when it doesn't make sense. And that's why maybe I deserve your loyalty. So the original trade demand, let's go back. What did Shams report on the trade demand? Kevin Durant has requested a trade out of Brooklyn. Nine words. Let's go look at what Woj, probably pretty similar, right? Kevin Durant is requested a trade. (laughs) Okay. Here's Woj's same report. The news is the same. KD wants out. Woj ESPN reports. Brooklyn Nets GM Sean Marks is working with Kevin Durant and his business manager, Rich Kleiman, on finding a trade for the franchise star, Kleiman tells ESPN. Oh, man. This takes me back to first grade grammar (laughs) when you figure out what the subject of the sentence is. (laughs) Oh, man. Sentence construction, boys. Let's do it. (laughs) The news is that KD wants out and it's suddenly Brooklyn Nets GM Sean Marks is working with KD. He's in there, man. He's handling the crisis. 
was. I mean, I wish I had added that. I'm even now recalling aspects of it. Ethan, it's okay, man. If the Duffer brothers can go back and change season one of Stranger Things and make their character <laughs> less creepy, you can do a little addendum here and add some more spice to your article. Well, here's the thing. I wonder if I was unaffiliated with this whole world, if I would read about Woj and kind of like him a little bit as a villain, just because he's so he's just so out there in how he handles these things. He doesn't play by the rules. He makes his own rules. He makes his own rules. Yeah, he's a rebel. <laughs> now, Tom, you, you said that's one example. Yeah, yeah. Of Shams framing things pretty much straightforwardly and Adrian bending over backwards. Are there other examples of this demonstrating that this is a pattern and not just a one-off? Okay. So let's just do this real quick. Of course. Ethan, I'm going to go on Twitter right now. We have zero preparation on the show today. We literally didn't know any of this was going to happen. We <laughs> thought we were going to sit here and talk about Quinn Cook going to the Kings <laughs> and Jordan Clarkson joining the Philippine national team. I thought that was going to be our whole focus today. And now here we are. Ethan, I'm going to go... Look up on Twitter. It's going to take two seconds. All the times that Shams has tweeted the name Sean Marks. Okay. <laughs> Four times that Shams has tweeted the name Sean Marks. This is why Tom's smart. This is such a great, quick and dirty measure right here. This is so smart. Well, I should say five. In 2011, with Shams in high school at this point, he says, don't sleep on Sean Marks, dot, 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 seriously, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> and 11 years later. <laughs> All right. So let's say since Sean Marks took the job in 2016, Shams tweets out April 21st, 2019. Here's the tweet. Nets GM Sean Marks has been suspended one game and fined $25,000 by the NBA for entering officiating staff's locker room after Saturday's game. Hmm. Ooh. A new story about Sean Marks. All right, next. This is number two of the four. Nets GM Sean Marks' statement on Kyrie Irving, January 12th, 2021. We are aware of a video on social media featuring Kyrie Irving at a family gathering. Da, 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 da. Oh. Remember that one? Oh, what a time. Next one. October 12th, 2021, Nets GM Sean Marks' statement on Brooklyn's decision to sit Kyrie Irving until he fulfills New York City vaccination rules. Oh, wow. That's another one. That's another statement. Two statements. Yeah, okay. Ha! The fourth one. You ready for this? Uh-huh. Yesterday's news story. You know what? Why don't we do this for Woj? Let's look at how many times Woj has tweeted out Sean Marks' name. From Woj ESPN, quotation marks, Sean Marks. <laughs> Get it, Marks? Okay. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to be scrolling for a while here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10. What year are you in, Tom? I'm in 2020 when he had Sean Marks on WojPod to describe why he hired Steve Nash. Okay. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, oh boy, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Wow. 27 times. <laughs> 27 times over the same period. Not a source. 27 to four. Not a source. <laughs> wow. So seven times as many Sean Marks references on Twitter. That's an objective way to look at how the two different newsbreakers operate. Yeah. That's an indicator of where the sourcing is. By the way, it's good to have a GM as source. That's not a bad thing to have. Sure. 
Now, even you mentioned in your article, there are different kinds of sources. Mm. There are some who do it out of fear. Yeah. Like, hey, if I don't give him the stuff, he'll level me. Debo's bicycling up. He wants my he wants my info. Then there are some who do it out of habit. It's easy. This might be the most nefarious of them all, Ethan. There are some that do it because there's something to gain out of it more than just praise or being framed positively like Neil O'Shea and Sean Marks. There's more to it than that. So this is where the game within the game gets so interesting. And I'd hypothesize you see something similar in the NFL with Schefter. Schefter in that Washington Post article on him said, the more information you have, the more information you get. And from what I know, talking to GMs, there are GMs who like to play the information game with Woj. And it's okay. I will guarantee you that I will tell you which guy I'm drafting. But as a condition of that, you need to tell me what teams are drafting other guys Mm -hmm. to fill out my draft board so I know what I'm working with. I will give you the info first when I make that selection, before I tell the agent, before I tell whoever. But you need to be telling me what the other teams are doing and giving it up. And so there's this transactional nature. And I have to say I'm impressed by it. I myself have never had such an amount of info that I could play these games. But I think if you get to a certain level, right, that's a game you can play. Now, are these GMs complicit? Do they know that when I give him this, he's going to be sharing this with someone else who's playing this game as well? Or are they under the belief like, no, no, he wouldn't do that to me. He's just <laughs> telling me everybody else's stuff. This is where it just gets too opaque for me to really know. Like, I know this happens. I know these arrangements exist, Mm -hmm. but I don't know who's being straight up. I remember an agent once said to me that I feel like I'm in the CIA. Hmm. Everybody's stealing information. Everybody's trading information. I call up a GM and I can sense that he's recording me and he's recording me to send to maybe one of the newsbreakers or send to whoever. It gets very Game of Shadows, probably more so for a guy like Woj than for Shams. I think it's a little bit more straight up with players than with GMs who are trying to play all these games. Right. Because players, by and large, are not looking for information, not not of that nature. They're not looking for company secrets, whereas front office people might. So one thing in your article, Ethan, on this note that I wanted to ask you about is if you're in the information brokering business, like Woj is, like Shams is, like other newsbreakers, it strikes me that maybe the parties aren't even leaking the information to you. What if you're facilitating the scoop. It's not necessarily that a GM tells Woj or a newsbreaker, hey, this is the deal we just got done. What if it's that the newsbreakers are making the deal happen? Mm. They hear from a GM that they're looking to trade this player. Oh, I know another team that might be interested in. Mm. Let me bring you guys together, hash out the deal. And I am actually facilitating that trade or facilitating that deal And therefore, I'm already privy to that information. Like, how often do you think that happens where they're just the fly on the wall bringing these two entities together to consummate a deal? Stuff like that happens. I can say that much. How often it happens, I don't know. But you do hear stories. You do hear stories of, well, they have that GM because Woj isn't good with him and he introduced him to the owner. And he facilitated that. And that guy might not have got that GM job if Woj didn't say to the owner, hey, this is a guy you should really have. And then now he's in your pocket. So stuff like that is happening. The extent to which I do not know. And it's why the articles I do on this front 
would be worse if I just came at it from the perspective of Woj sucks, Woj is bad, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's impressive to play this game. I think ultimately it's not good for ESPN, but you have to be some sort of wily Machiavellian operator and have some sort of skill set to be able to play at this level. Not everybody can do it. The thing that I think amazes me the most is I get how he speaks a language the agents can understand. I get how the GMs see a value or are sufficiently in fear of reprisal. I get how other reporters, either those that work for him or those who are rivals, seek to avoid that conflict, right? And just go along with the get along. What I don't understand is the powers that be, and it's not an ESPN thing, mind you, because he did the same thing at Yahoo. Why is the tolerance so high for someone who we've talked about this many a time? does not directly drive value for the company. He drives value for Twitter. Yeah. Is it psychic value? Is it just we have Woj and you don't? But is there enough psychic value there to accommodate and to account for? This dude is crossing, he crosses lines. I agree. I don't get it. This is where I try to be kind and I try to be generous to an extent. And I try to say this is a very talented person. This is a very smart person. This is a very well-connected person. but. Has it benefited ESPN? I don't think so. And Jimmy Bataro was running Yahoo and kind of came with Woj to ESPN. And I think that's been a base of power that there is that dynamic. He followed. He was there after Adrian got there. <laughs> hey, Woj said to ESPN, hey, I got a guy for you. He should run the company. <laughs> mm, Very similar. The Machiavellian operator strikes again. <laughs> Third eye opening. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But does it benefit them? I know how this all started. It started with a certain executive that you guys might know who might have been running ESPN long ago and was embarrassed that Woj was breaking the draft selections on draft night before ESPN guys were and thought it didn't look good for the company. But the primary thing they do is make sports television. How is he helping them make sports television? I would argue that he is undermining them making sports television. Literally about the aforementioned Monday, but in general, if everybody's paralyzed with fear, if everybody's got tight sphincters because you might step on a source or piss off an agent, you're not going to have the type of free-flowing commentary that engages people. I mean, one of the reasons it's so great to watch the inside guys just shoot the shit beyond their charisma and hilarity is that you don't think they're worried about anything and they're just saying what they think. You see that from some guys. I think Kendrick Perkins doesn't give a f but all these other people are scared. That's why I love Brian because Brian Winters, he actually is great on TV. Oh, fantastic. The whole Rudy Gobert thing was fantastic television. Oh, so good. He's so good on TV and he has information and analysis. I too love anybody who imitates something that I do. <laughs> Anything that reminds me of me, I'm like, mwah. Brian should be the A block on every NBA program they have over there. I'm fascinated by Brian's charisma because it's ineffable. It's like a weird magnetism because he's got this voice would I describe it as a baritone? No. Would I describe it as deep and timber? No. Would I describe it as loud? No. But there is a gather round children quality to the voice that just yes. draws you in and you lean in, you go, tell me, okay, what, what, what's next? What's next? Tell me more. Lord Varys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> definitely. It's a quiet power. 
Yeah. The quiet power of a guy who knows things and knows how not to get in the way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's exactly, that's a great call right there. I can see Maze's brain churning right now on how to take the Game of Thrones reference three steps further. It's going to make some terrible castration joke, I think, is what is going on in that head of his. Wow. Get out of my brain, Ethan. (laughs) Get out of my brain. What if this is all just, we're missing the elephant in the room, which is Woj was on vacation. I mean, that's a plausible, I don't have any info (laughs) if he was on vacation, but I could envision a scenario like that where he's in Bermuda and everybody's scared of talking about Sean Marks, but he's not there. He's just, I'm going (laughs) to shut the phone off. And he would have never greenlit them avoiding this obvious massive story, but everybody's scared. Like, the bad man yells at me when I make Sean Marks look bad. Not even that. It's like the bananas are electrified. There's something <laughs> wrong with the bananas. Don't touch them bananas. It's the jerk. Everyone stay away from the cans. And maybe it was just this weird situation where he wasn't in a position to go, no, 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 no. This time you can touch the banana. You could do it this time. I don't know. I think I had a lot of information for people in the article, but still there are some questions unresolved. Yeah. Can you just put a fine point on how you incorporated Ricky Bobby in this? Don't listen to these people, Ricky. You're a winner. You've got the gift. Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. What do you mean by that in the context of this Woj, Kevin Durant thing? Well, everybody's trying to be first in this monomaniacal way. And obviously it's a joke slogan in Talladega Nights, but Ricky Bobby, the NASCAR driver says, if you're not first, you're last. And what was so crazy to me about this scenario and the scenario of trying to unbreak the Ben Simmons trade is that they're trying to be last in their zeal to be first. That's what's so crazy. It's, I need to be first. I need to do the bidding of my sources. They'll help me be first. And the way I'm gonna accomplish that is to take the two biggest stories of the year and try my best to be last on them. That is how I'm going to win this game. That's how I'm going to play this game. And that's what I'm saying, that these stories maybe are just these bizarre snapshots of how the zeal to tweet something before the other guy has you performing the opposite function that you've been trying to perform. It's really a truly absurd modern media story. still in shock because having worked on the jump, we'd had stories that broke legit seven minutes before airtime. And we redid our whole A block just to accommodate to that. So the idea that they had 30 minutes and they didn't do anything, I'm still in shock about that. Okay, I mean, we just tackled the behind the scenes media aspect of this whole situation. But let's talk about the actual news. We've discussed on this podcast before that if Kevin Durant is going to get his way here. He's got to make a mess. Mm. Those were the words that you used. Mm-hmm. Make a mess. Go Jimmy Butler on this thing. Is this messy enough? At this point, I want to quote Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. 
where he's counseling Ben Stiller about not going all the way. Looks messy. Yeah, looks messy. Acts messy. Acts messy. Not a mess. Not a mess. <laughs> he's not a mess. He makes a mess. He's not the mess. I'm not going to do the line. Don't do it. <laughs> no, please don't. This is the cold outro. It's not cold enough, okay? <laughs> he went full mess. <laughs> no, no.